There is something calming, satisfying, and fulfilling in possessing the tools and skills of a trade and enjoying working in your chosen trade. To Opportuno, episode 24, Tools of the Trade. The four words, Tools of the Trade, is what is known in the English language as an idiom. Spelled I-D-I-O-M. The Cambridge Dictionary defines the word idiom as a group of words in a fixed order that have a particular meaning that is different from the meanings of each word on its own. End of quote. The following are a few common idioms that you have most likely heard of. A blessing in disguise. A chip on his shoulder. Back to the drawing board. Hang in there. Missed the boat. The straw that broke the camel's back. Cross that bridge when you get there. Idioms are used all over the world in many languages. For example, in Japanese, the idiom to have dumplings instead of flowers, means someone made a choice of something useful over something decorative. In Spanish, the idiom, a lot of noise and no walnuts, means a person is all talk and no action. In Italian, the idiom, to treat someone with a fish in their face, means that someone is being disrespectful. And in Portuguese, he who doesn't have a dog hunts with cats means to work with and make the most of what you have. It is amazing how an idiom being only a few words can effectively describe a situation. The Merriam-Webster dictionary defines tools of the trade as a set of tools or skills that are necessary for a particular kind of job or work, end of quote. Notice how this definition not only includes tangible material things as tools, physical in nature, but also defines tools of the trade as skills, with skills being learned, intangible abilities that cannot be outwardly seen in a person unless that person demonstrates their skills. This means tools of the trade can be skills you learn as well as material possessions. It is important 
to not only have the right tool for the right job, but to also have the knowledge and skills to use that right tool for the right job. The definition of skill in dictionary.com is as follows. The ability coming from one's knowledge, practice, aptitude, etc. to do something well. End of quote. In fact, tools of the trade are so important to a person's welfare that there is an exemption with certain stipulations under bankruptcy law known as tools of trade exemption that allows a person to keep their tools of trade from being lost to bankruptcy in order to be able to continue to support themselves and their family. For example, a carpenter might be able to keep their carpenter tools from being lost to bankruptcy. In years past, people could go to prison or prison work camps for their inability to repay a debt. In the year 1833, in the United States, a federal law was passed banning that people could be sent to prison for not paying a debt. It wasn't until 150 years later, in 1983, that the Supreme Court affirmed that sending debtors to prison for the inability to repay a debt was unconstitutional under the 14th Amendment's Equal Protection Clause. It seems rather ridiculous now that if someone could not repay a debt to put them in prison where it would be totally impossible to repay the debt. You would be amazed how many successful people have rebounded to become successful after bankruptcy. There would be far fewer success stories if people were afraid to take a financial risk for fear of going to prison for not being able to pay their debt if their business venture failed. There once was a time when people thought that only humans had the capacity to use tools. Now, research shows many animals use tools in many different ways, such as for defense, grooming, for food and water, constructing, having fun, etc. There are so many examples in literature and video of how animals use tools. I suggest you access YouTube and search on the words animals using tools and you will find many videos showing birds, elephants, insects, octopus, otters, etc. using tools in many different ways requiring a high level 
of cognitive intelligence. A few examples of how animals use tools are as follows. Hammers made from stone dating back about 4,300 years ago used by chimpanzees have been found in an ancient chimpanzee settlement in the Ivory Coast located on the south coast of West Africa. Crows are very smart birds. Crows are known to make tools out of their feathers, twigs, leaves, and other items. Some researchers discovered a crow would drop pebbles in a glass of water to raise the water level high enough to float a worm in the container up to a height where the crow could get the worm. Much like the story in Aesop's Fables, entitled The Crow and the Pitcher, where a thirsty crow raised the water level in a pitcher of water by dropping stones into the pitcher. Aesop's Fables are various stories about animals acting similar to humans. Elephants have the largest brains of all the land animals. Elephants are thought to use logs and rocks to knock out electric fences. Also, they fashion from twigs to make a tool to swat at flies to keep the flies off their body. It has been said that dolphins use more tools to hunt for food than any other animal other than man. Dolphins will carry a marine sponge in their beak and rub the sand away on the bottom of the ocean to locate food. I saw a video on YouTube where a bird would take a bit of food in their beak, stand at the water's edge, and sling the food out to float on top of the water. Once a fish came to eat the floating bait, the bird would quickly use their beak to catch the fish and drag the fish to the shore. There are numerous examples of how animals use tools. Again, I encourage you to access YouTube and search on the words animals using tools, and you will be amazed how the animal kingdom makes use of tools. When you think of a trade, it is usually equated with making money. Even if you have a hobby, whether or not you might think your hobby will produce income someday, still try and use some of these ideas to further develop your hobby. Two things you will want to think about is what specific trade you want to master and what are the tools and skills required of your trade. A specific trade will require specific tools and skills for that trade. Plus, 
require that you keep your tools organized and maintained. There will always be opportunities over time to perfect your skills and acquire new tools to keep up with advances in technology as well as keep up as your skill level increases. One of the most successful companies in the world, Amazon, sells over 12 million products, with the majority of those products being stored by Amazon in approximately 288 million square feet of warehouse space, with about two-thirds of that warehouse space being located in North America. Without organization, logistics, warehouse robotics, computers, shipping, and humans, what Amazon does to ship over 2.5 billion packages every year would be impossible. Same as large company like Amazon needs to have a system, tools, and skills to stay organized and remain successful, even the very smallest business, hobby, or project must be organized with the right tools and skills to realize its maximum potential. To help you think about, organize, and take action on your tools of the trade, I want to ask you a few questions. A mind map might help you organize your answers. If you have not ever tried using a mind map, there is an excellent mind map program available free from the website simplemind.eu. Episode 6 of this Opportuno podcast talks about mind maps. Also, these questions will require thought, research, and advice from others in the same trade. If your trade requires formal education, then you will also want to seek the help of a teacher or guidance counselor to point you in the right direction of what is required of you in a way of courses and training for your chosen trade. If someone has reached the level of maturity and professionalism in their trade, they will most likely be honored to have someone want to talk with them how they can learn their trade. There might even be opportunities for you to be mentored by someone that excels in the trade you want to pursue. You can answer these questions using a mind map, word processor, or just write down your answers on paper. Now, I will begin with a series of questions and observations to help you in your quest to know what trade is right for you or how to improve your current trade. Keep in mind that thought, research, and help from others will be required 
to help you make the best answers to these questions. Let me suggest that you do the following seven things to start or improve your trade. Number one, write down what specifically is your trade or the trade you wish to learn. Number two, make a list of the skills required for your trade. Number three, make a list of the tools required for your trade. Number four, acquire the tools required for your trade. Number five, organize, maintain, and store your tools. And when your tools are not in use, return your tools to where you store them. For every tool, just tell yourself, every tool has a home. And when a tool is not being used, it should be stored in its home. For a carpenter, the tool's home may be a toolbox. For a photographer, the tool's home may be a backpack. For a chef, it may be returning pots, pans, and kitchen utensils to the right place after use and cleaning. For a computer programmer, it may be keeping files stored correctly in the right folders, etc. Just remember a place for everything and everything in its place. Tools are valued possessions for people that make their livelihood from the use of their tools. I remember advice given by my grandfather, who was born in the year 1886. First, he recommended to never borrow tools, but if you must borrow a tool, to always return the tool in better shape than you found it. For example, if you borrowed an axe, be sure to sharpen the axe before returning the tool to its owner. Number six, acquire the skills required for your trade. And number seven, practice your trade. Even if you do not get paid at first, just start practicing your trade, even to the point of doing free or low-cost work in order to practice and perfect your trade. Just think of how many trades in life require practice before the performance. Soldiers have military drills and exercise in peacetime. Musicians practice many, many hours before a concert. Athletes practice many months before athletic events. Students learn and practice for years before getting a paying job. And on and on it goes of why preparation and practice are the requirements 
to master your trade. One of the best quotes to bring home the fact you must prepare and practice is a quote by Joe Lewis, holding the title of World Heavyweight Champion from the years 1937 to 1949, longer than any other boxer in history, which quote is as follows. A champion doesn't become a champion in the ring. He's merely recognized in the ring. His becoming happens during his daily routine. There is no such thing as a natural boxer. End of quote. One of the challenges you will face is your choice of what trade you will choose to pursue. To help you narrow down your focus to a specific trade, ask yourself these questions. What do you consider to be your gifts and talents? What are those things that you long to do and are passionate about? Do you believe that the trade you would like to pursue will add value to your life and to the life of others? Your trade should be one that you are passionate about, enjoy doing, and be of value to your best interest and the best interest of others. And as a bonus, your trade might involve one or more of your gifts and talents. Don't be overly concerned your trade at first being your gift or talent. As long as you are passionate about pursuing your trade, Basketball coach Tim Notke, his last name spelled N-O-T-K-E, said the following, Hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. End of quote. And don't be concerned comparing your trade with other trades that might seem to yourself and others to have more income, prestige, or grandeur. A quote by Martin Luther King Jr. reads as follows. If a man is called to be a street sweeper, he should sweep streets even as Michael Angelo painted, or Beethoven played music, or Shakespeare wrote poetry. He should sweep streets so well that all the host of heaven and earth will pause to say, Here lived a great street sweeper who did his job well. End of quote. In the Bible, in the book of Colossians, chapter 3, verses 23 through 24, reads as follows And whatsoever ye do, do it heartily as unto the Lord, and not unto men, knowing that of the Lord ye shall receive the reward of the inheritance, for ye serve the Lord Christ. 
End of quote. There's a verse in the Bible found in the book of Psalms, chapter 37, verse 4, that reads as follows. Delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. End of quote. What does it mean to delight thyself also in the Lord? In a message entitled, How Do I Delight Myself in the Lord? by Pastor John Piper on his website, desiringgod.org, he states, Delighting in God means savoring the diverse excellencies of God, especially as they are manifest in Christ. End of quote. I have experienced times when I believe I received an extra measure of wisdom to complete a task, even when I knew a project or endeavor was beyond my perceived ability to accomplish. My belief is that when you are passionate about your trade or task at hand, God provides an extra measure of wisdom to accomplish that trade or task. Another verse in the Bible about wisdom in the book of James, chapter 1, verse 5, reads as follows. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that giveth to all men liberally, and upbraideth not, and it shall be given him. End of quote. While pursuing what trade to choose or improving your current trade and in all life's pursuits, do not neglect to ask God for wisdom. Even though you do not feel you have the intelligence, wisdom, foresight to accomplish a task or trade, but that task or trade is something you are passionate about doing, then you will be amazed how wisdom will flow, helping you put all the pieces of the puzzle together if you will just take action. Believe and pursue that task or trade for the right reasons, with the right reasons being it is something you are passionate about, enjoy doing, and the end result will be of value to yourself and others. I have a great appreciation for using a backpack, also sometimes known as a knapsack, pack sack, or rucksack, to organize, store, and transport items. There are many great backpack designs for all types of trades, such as photography, videography, students, hikers, travelers, computers, etc. Many years ago, someone suggested a great way to stay organized is to have each separate project in a separate briefcase. I acquired many briefcases, mostly from thrift stores, and found that was a great way to manage individual projects, as everything related to a particular project could be found in its own designated briefcase. Now, 
with computers, it's almost become a paperless society where your computer can store whatever information that used to be stored in a briefcase or filing cabinet. Now, I no longer use briefcases, but use backpacks. For example, in one backpack, I can store my laptop and its accessories. In another backpack, I can store my podcast equipment all in one backpack. And in another backpack, I can store my video equipment. There is a wide variety of backpacks they call bug out bags that people keep readily accessible, fully stocked, and ready to grab immediately and head out the door, allowing them to have enough food, money, identification, and other provisions to last for days and sometimes much longer just by utilizing what is in the bug out bag. There's something about a backpack that makes you feel like have backpack will travel and knowing you have everything you need in one location ready to go at any moment or simply there just being stored is a good feeling. Boy Scouts and hiking enthusiasts made the backpack popular. One song enjoyed by many Boy Scouts was a very joyful song entitled The Happy Wanderer, a song about the joys of wandering with a knapsack on your back in the great outdoors. The song, The Happy Wanderer, was originally written in German by Friedrich Wilhelm Moller in the early 1950s. In 1954, the song sold more sheet music in the United Kingdom than any other song. Antonia Rudge later wrote the lyrics to the song, The Happy Wanderer in English. This song, The Happy Wanderer, along with 11 other songs also performed by the Oban Caton, spelled O-B-E-R-N-K-I-R-C-H-E-N, Children's Choir, is available on Amazon under the title The Happy Wanderer and Other Songs by Auburn Caton Children's Choir. I encourage you to find and listen to this song online by searching on The Happy Wanderer on Google or YouTube. If you, like me, have long had a fascination for travel and backpacks, then I believe you will really enjoy the song, The Happy Wanderer. Utsi, the Iceman, spelled O-T-Z-I, a hunter from the Stone Age, was found in 1991 by two German hikers at 10,500 feet in elevation near the Austrian and Italian border on the Schnastal Val Sinales Valley Glacier, and that's spelled 
S-C-H-N-A-L-S-T-A-L forward slash V-A-L-S-E-N-A-L-E-S about 328 feet from the Austrian border. Utsi was found wearing clothing made from leather and grass with his tools, including a knife, arrows, copper axe, and a rutsack, also known as a backpack, made of animal fur. Utsi's body had been well preserved in ice for over 5,000 years, and over time, his body became mummified. The body was in such great shape, it was not until later investigation they realized that this was the body of a Stone Age hunter who researchers speculate had been murdered in the year 3300 BC as they found a stone arrowhead in his shoulder and trauma to his head. I share this story with you just to show you that the use of backpacks is indeed nothing new, but having the first known use as early as 3300 BC by Utsi the Iceman. In the year 1877, the U.S. military designed a better backpack using sheet metal to reduce the weight, and backpacks are still widely used by the military to this day. The use of backpacks is definitely not a here-today and gone-tomorrow tool, but a very practical tool being utilized by many people for many different reasons. I encourage you to consider having one or more backpacks to organize your life as well as organize your tools of your trade. When you invest in tools for your trade, you invest in yourself. A quote by Benjamin Franklin reads as follows, the best investment is in the tools of one's own trade. End of quote. And Remember the definition of tools of the trade? According to the Merriam-Webster Dictionary being as follows, a set of tools or skills that are necessary for a particular kind of job or work. End of quote. So, not only do we need a set of tools, but we need a set of skills. A quote to cover the skills part of the definition of tools of the trade is also provided by Benjamin Franklin, which reads as follows, an investment in knowledge pays the best interest, end of quote. You start where you are with what you have. I am always amazed to see someone with so little do so much just because they are willing to start with what they have rather than waiting for the latest and greatest. In many instances, 
just starting with what you have is often better than having what you thought to be the latest and greatest. The more you learn, practice, and perfect your skills, the more you will know and realize the specific tools you will need. Li Jun Fen, spelled L E E J U N hyphen F A N, who is known as Bruce Lee, considered by many to be the most influential martial artist, narrowed down the tools of his trade when he said the following I refer to my hands, feet, and body as the tools of the trade. The hands and feet must be sharpened and improved daily to be efficient. End of quote. Bruce Lee provided us all great advice. Just as he said his tools, his hands and feet, must be sharpened and improved daily to be efficient, the same goes for us in that our tools and skills must be sharpened and improved daily to be efficient. The formula for tools of the trade is tools plus skills equals tools of the trade. And as advised by Bruce Lee, make sure that the two components of your tools of the trade, which are your tools and skills, are sharpened and improved daily to be efficient. There is something calming, satisfying, and fulfilling in possessing the tools and skills of a trade and enjoying working in your chosen trade. Having that can-do attitude with the tools and skills to back it up will provide you the confidence required for people to choose you over those less confident. Okay, now take some time out to plan your trade by doing the seven things to start or improve your trade outlined earlier in this podcast episode and modify these seven things as your tools of the trade are perfected over time. I will close this episode with advice given by Mark Twain, which reads as follows. Find a job you enjoy doing, and you will never have to work a day in your life. That's all for now. Please visit our website, opportuno.org. That's spelled O-P-O-R-T-U-N-O dot O-R-G. Thank you.